0: Hey Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Plays Podcast. I'm your host Bill Stitz sitting down with Keith Myers. Keith, welcome into the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. I mean the Seahawks aren't doing all right, but I'm doing all right. It's one yeah. of those nice things about um, having been at this long enough that um, I'm no longer... How good my week is going does not depend on a Seahawks win on Monday night because... Well, they didn't do their job. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's and, and nice we're to,
0: to... we're here regardless. Yes, we
1: are. We're here every yeah. week, no matter what,
0: no matter us. what, you know, this is what we signed up for. And um, now we're getting into uncharted territory where we're talking about things we haven't had to talk about before. Um, we've been lucky enough to go on this amazing ride with the team um, as they've been very successful since you and I have been doing this. And prior to that, and um, just so happens after winning nine and then 10, 11, 12 win seasons, Mm -hmm. we have a bad, bad season. Now i you know, if you go out on Twitter, which is just a complete, I I do not suggest that you do. No, don't Um,
1: avoid it. Avoid it at all costs.
0: It's crazy out there because according to the entire Twitter fan base of the Seattle Seahawks, we've had bad seasons for like five years in a row. This just isn't the first season. Um, and it's just been consistently downhill since 2015, and that's just simply not true.
1: Yeah, um, it's not true at all. I mean, they uh
0: it's hard to win in the NFL. I get it. it. It's like, hard to win in the NFL playoffs, playoff 12, wins are hard to come by. I think that's they had 12
1: the more, they had 12 wins last year. You cannot tell me that it was a bad year. Like I get that the whole idea of it's either um you know a championship or a failure, like I get that some people think that way, but then you have thirty one teams that are failures and you know you can't you can't live by that in the NFL there's two it's the the margin for errors are razor thin once You're you get into the playoffs putting I just, your, you can't
0: the entire purpose of a season is to put yourself in a position at the end of the season to be there. In the playoffs to begin with so you're mm-hmm. giving yourself a chance at success in the playoffs sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't winning in the nfl is hard there's a lot of parity at that level at the end where all those teams are competing and it has to do a lot with who's healthy at the time who's got the momentum who's in sync on offense and defense you saw a team last year like the tampa bay buccaneers who had a mediocre regular season yeah they and then were really bad. came alive in the playoffs and ended up taking. I think they it. were
1: five and five after 10 weeks and then went on a run and um you know got to 10 wins got into um you yeah. know got into the um the playoffs and continued winning and, uh, and sometimes things line up that way like yeah. whoever you face in the playoffs
0: it's just you know it is what it is. And so, you know, you can beat a dead horse on this whole situation with with the Seahawks this year. We are three and eight. There's no disputing the fact that we're we're bad. We've been bad and the likelihood of us continuing to be somewhat bad, uh, even though our our competition um, is, is less than it was the beginning of the year, is spot on. I mean, it's just it is what
1: it is the team has taken a step back since the beginning of the year for a, a number of reasons. A lot of it's health. I mean, everyone deals with injuries, but um the Seahawks weren't as deep as they needed to be in key places and they've taken a step back. Uh, yeah. Russell Wilson's not playing as well as he did in weeks one through three. Um And uh the defense, like it's stepped up in some ways. It's also step down in others and, and it's uh, hard for
0: them as well because the time of possession has been so lopsided. That yeah. It's, and the, more, It's not fair to put your defense out there for 40 minutes a game. Yeah. But, you can't, but a, you, in a can't, row. you can't,
1: you can't only put that on the offense saying, Oh, well, That's the offense true. Not moving the ball. That's because true. But defense, when you only
0: convert two out of eight third down attempts.
1: Yeah. But when the defense is giving up eight minute drives in the first quarter, True. Like they did in this Absolutely. last game, you cannot blame that on the offense. That's entirely just the defense being bad. Correct, and
0: they are giving up a ton of yards. They may not yeah. be giving up a ton of points overall, but they are definitely giving up the yardage. And, well, yeah, and so they're, give, they're
1: giving, they're giving, not giving up a ton of points because they are getting stops and and forcing field goals a lot. Um, but they're getting stops enforcing field goals after being on the field for eight minutes and giving up an, you know, an 82 yard drive to get down to the four right. before they finally get a stop. Um, and you can't do that. You've got to get off the field faster. You got to get the ball back into your offensive hands faster. You got to be able to give them an opportunity to get a rhythm and that kind of stuff, which would help. And it would help if the offense converted a first down once in a while. So, because they, they don't <clears throat> seem to want to do that right now.
0: So if you're going to have a conversation as your, from your position of being a a co-host on this show to a, and, and speaking with a fan who was more in the line of let's blow it all up, or let's get rid of Pete, let's keep Wilson, try to fix him, that sort of camp. What kind of conversation do you have about letting that person vent at the same time, you're kind of reining it in a little bit and and really kind of trying to broaden the perspective out a a little bit so that a lot more than just those things are being considered as the season comes to an end. And as we look forward to the off season.
1: Well, I would look at when it comes to all of that is, um, we, as a franchise, you know, as fans of a franchise know what it's like to not have a, franchise quarterback we've been there for most of the history of this franchise you have one he may be playing poorly right now but you have a franchise quarterback you've seen him be an mvp caliber player um he's one of the best in the league he, i mean get him a chance to get healthy. given, and get given, him some,
0: the, given the resources given given he, a
1: little bit of blocking and yes. so he can get comfortable again um he can be great uh, so I think if you want to get rid of Wilson, I'd be like, and go back, go to what, go back to the days when you're bringing in John freeze and playing John Kitna. Yeah. I think the argument is, you yeah, you'd have short term pain, but you'd also be
0: restocking the franchise with, with young draft picks, young talent.
1: Yes. But you, you can't win without a quarterback. You can have the great roster because you've restocked your roster with all these draft picks and there's no
0: guarantees with those draft picks let's be honest. yeah but
1: even even let's say you do let's say you you get high enough picks and you hit on a few of them and you you restock the roster so the roster is in great shape you're not winning with a middling quarterback you aren't winning with an andy dalton at quarterback At some
0: point okay so okay so let's take a look at that argument uh at some point you have that conversation now whether that's this year or whether that's 10 years from now because Russ wants to play for until he's in his 40s, um, at some point you end up having a diminishing return and then you have to figure out the direction of your franchise. Um, So what you're confident in is that Russ has easy, like at least five more years of really good top-end football. And so this argument is mute and we just need to move on to another argument.
1: I think we should move on to another argument. I mean, if, if Russ doesn't want to be here because he's tired of Pete Carroll's way of doing things, or he's tired of the way that John Snyder builds a roster that doesn't include winning in the trenches in front of him and expecting him to do, um, to, to mask a bad line, which isn't working this year. He's not able to do that. Um, you know, if he's tired of that and he's like, okay, I'm gonna go play for a team that's going to build around me and put blockers in front of me so that I can look good and 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 be comfortable and, and put up numbers and and um you and know go in chance. that way. Yeah, yeah, right. Um if he decides to do that, then fine, he decides to do that. Um if but as a if I'm a decision maker or I'm a fan of the team who's questioning the decision makers. I'm not giving up the best quarterback that this franchise has ever had for no reason. What reason are you giving up on the best quarterback you've ever had? He's still in his prime. He's a little bit broken right now because he's not. His eye level is terrible. He's not looking downfield at coverage. He's looking at pass rushers, um, and that needs to end. Uh, and that will, would end as he get. That uh, will end as he gets more comfortable behind a competent line. He just doesn't have a competent line. Um, but he's still the best quarterback this franchise has ever had. Who's still in his prime. Why would you move away from that and go back into quarterback purgatory? Agreed. Because that's, that's what you're asking. You're, and, you're Unless he wants out, like you said. Unless he, if he wants out, sure. I mean, because you, you don't want a guy who's here that doesn't want to be here. You don't want to, you don't want to deal with that. If he wants out, then he wants out. Um, but if he doesn't, I'm sorry. Because Seahawks
0: fans are are certain, in fact, it's already started, to hear this over and over and over. The narrative is going to build like drums in a jungle this offseason that Russell Wilson's unhappy. He was unhappy last year. Therefore, we lost more games this year. He's going to be even more unhappy, and it's absolutely certain that he's going to demand. Now, now that is the yeah.
1: narrative, and it's only just started. It's, and it's based on what? Nothing. nothing it's based exactly. It's nothing. based on it's based on the fact that he came out and said he was tired of getting hit. yes, and he wanted to, to throw the ball more and not be so run run past punt um like they had been under uh Schottenheimer. And I think those were both honest, like assessments. And, of and the quite honestly,
0: Keith, and you know this. A lot of people dismiss this, but you know this. Pete came out first and said, uh, yeah. we need to focus more on the on on the offensive line this year and in our running game to help balance our attack to give Russell Wilson the best tools available to make mm-hmm. the offense work."
1: And Wilson came out and echoed that, and all of a sudden that became that he, became, got he was. Yeah, he was unhappy and all of that. And I think there was, I mean, we, there is the, re- the report, which I believe because it's been, um, it's been backed up by other reports that, you know, there was a, an incident where, you know, he, Wilson ended up storming out of a meeting cause he wanted a voice on how to fix the offense as it was sputtering and was basically told to go away. Um, and then with those comments, I believe that there was, uh, Part in the front office that was like kind of tired of of you know some of the stuff that's gone on and and was looking at op- options at possibly moving him, but not seriously. I mean, think about what the Bears offered. That would have been a record breaking trade in terms of compensation level. Like nothing has even been close to what the Bears offered. And to it, it, of it wasn't John
0: Snyder that nixed that. It was Pete Carroll that nixed that. So. Yeah. So that relationship, you know, if you believe them, and I do, because there's no incentive for them to come out and, and lie uh, that that Pete and Russ, you know, mended that thing and, and they became close again and yada, yada. So, um, okay, so let's set, set that narrative aside. Let's get, and we'll get to the 49er game too, promise. We're going to set that up a little bit. Um, let's get to the Pete Carroll narrative. this is a much
1: harder conversation to have because this has been the best era of Seahawks football ever in terms of number of wins. Um, This year has been bad. We get that. But let's back up from that. Pete Carroll has had three years in his entire time here, including this year, when they haven't made the playoffs, including this year. Um, and one of those years, they went nine and uh, seven, and that was so disappointing that they he fired his coaching staff and brought in all new, and brought in new coaches because he was so disappointed in how that year went down. And they were nine and seven before Pete Carroll. They had never had back to back ten win seasons, and nine and seven became so disappointing that you fire your whole coaching staff. Like that's the difference between the Pete Carroll era Seahawks and every other Yeah. Cuz we went Seahawks. 9 and
0: 7 for 40 straight years before Pete Carroll showed up.
1: You no, know what didn't. I'm saying? You uh, know what I'm saying? It was never, it was mediocre, you know. 9 and 7 was as good as it got. Um Right, right, right. right. So you
0: know, okay, so but but the argument so, is is that Pete Carroll 70 time has has passed him mm-hmm. by the games, passed him by the offenses have evolved. He has not, it's time to go in a new direction. This season only proves it further. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of rational talk out there, but there's a lot of irrational talk. out there's there. There's a lot
1: of irrational talk. And I, I think we and can, we can bypass that. I, I totally and, agree. And stick to the more rational, part. the reason why Let's... I was said this is a harder argument to have is because that all of that, what the part I was saying about um, Pete Carroll era being great is true. It's also true that uh the the NFL moves on. It moves quickly, it adapts, it it adjusts, it it um it evolves very rapidly. And we saw that with Mike Holmgren. And by the time he left Seattle, uh the NFL had flown way past him, and he didn't have this advanced um hard-to-stop scheme on offense. He had an archaic thing that teams didn't struggle with they knew how to attack and they they made it look silly and i believe we're starting to see some of that with with what's going on um with pete carroll his defensive scheme just isn't working
0: that or he needs the
1: perfect personnel
0: to run it and when he doesn't have the perfect personnel and i'm talking like pro bowl and all pro level personnel in key spots he's not able to operate that thing and teams have figured out how to beat that. Defense. Well, and a lot of a lot of the reason the the Rams.
1: Yeah, a know, lot of the it. reason that the uh, that defense worked so well when it did. I mean, yes, when when he first came in, it was new. There was there were aspects of it that um were innovative and d- definitely changed what the NFL was doing. There's a reason why uh, other teams started emulating it. He was losing coaches because they wanted to run his defense. Um, That's not true anymore. And in, stack, in fact, teams are now moving away from his defense because the NFL has adapted. And that's been a problem. The last couple of years, it hasn't worked at all. And before that, it really only worked because of Earl Thomas. Yes. Because he was able to hide some so, Well, what's happened the last couple
0: of years where we have a little bit of personnel deficiencies, talent deficits um and and the years have started pretty rough but then they've come on and kind of tweaked it fixed it whatever adapted in mid-season and seemingly made it work now it worked better last year for a while because the offense was a little better but this year with the offense exposed completely the defense has nothing to to Mm -hmm. fall back on and so it's just all them but um so how do you how do you kind of go forward then Like if you're the, if you're the front office this year, uh, do you give credit to the 10 years, uh, or 11 years of overall performance, uh, and, and give Pete an opportunity to say, yeah, I want to stay here. I'm committing to be here. I'm under contract. I'm working with Schneider. We have our franchise quarterback. Let's get, let's have an opportunity to make the changes that we think are necessary to get
1: the to get back on course, have they earned that opportunity? If Pete Carroll is willing to do that, yes, he's earned that opportunity. Which is, and that's as much as Seahawks fans, including possibly me, by the end of the season, um, don't want to just give him that because of the fact that you know he's becoming kind of a dinosaur. Um, he has earned it, and he's going to get to choose when he leaves, unless he has multiple bad years in a row. Um, one bad year, especially after a twelve-win season, is not going to get Carol Jettison. Um But but will the
0: twelve-win years and the eleven-win seasons with the one-and-done playoffs plus matter. the bad year—it it doesn't does that change no, the equation no. at
1: all? You get twelve wins. Doesn't the one-and-done playoffs is? Um, It's that's people whining. I mean, it really comes down to that. That's you, you will win, you win 12, you get 12 wins in a year and you put together uh, that kind of season. And um, I'm sorry, the regular seasons matter way more than uh, people are wanting to claim this. oh, only the playoffs uh, that was, matter. That was going to be my next question like, to you. So. It, only the playoffs matter. Oh well, no, that's not actually true. The regular season matters more. Um, and so by going twelve, by going twelve wins, and now this year they have an off year, and they have some you know some things that didn't go right, and there were some definite like issues, and and um, we saw some decline of certain players that really couldn't the CX couldn't afford to see decline. Um, and that's what's leading to the bad year. Uh, he's still one year away from a 12-win season, two years away from an 11-win season, three years away from a 10-win year win season. I mean, he went back to back to back double-digit wins and then had and one bad year. And improved every year. And had one bad year after that. You're not you're not firing him now. Um, okay, let's say... But, but okay, but stop. To me, let's, I'm going to say... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Ask your question.
0: With all that said, let's say that Pete Carroll decides to, to, to stay. He's sold his vision to, to management and uh, Russell Wilson. So the band stays together for, for another run. Um, in your mind, and, and we're gonna spend a lot of time doing this, but what are the key factors moving forward if that is the case? Russell Wilson stays, Pete Carroll stays, John Schneider stays. They've got seven picks in the draft. No first round pick. They've got $50 million to spend in free agency. What happens next? Like, do they need to go out and sell to the fan base that this is the right move? No. I mean, what do they owe the team and what do they owe the, the,
1: the the fans? They don't have to come out. They, they don't have to come out and sell to the fan base that, uh, keeping the band together is the right move when you've got a hall of fame band right um you know
0: hall of fame coach hall of fame quarterback
1: yeah i mean you don't you don't have to um you know if um
0: yeah but do we rest on our laurels like that does pete carroll comfortable with that
1: no, but but it doesn't. What I'm saying is, they don't. You don't have to sell that. This is a this is a team that that wants to win and they want to do things. If if Pete Carroll wants, if he if he actually is worried about Seahawk Twitter and their level of insanity, um, what he would do is do the part that I think he needs to do to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. And he needs to buy into that and that he needs to bring in outside eyes for his defense. He needs I someone. Totally
0: agree. Keith. He yes. needs someone
1: that isn't Ken Norton jr. And isn't currently on staff to come in and evolve his scheme, new eyes, new ideas, using the basics of the Pete Carroll defense but just a new way of, of thinking, a new way to take advantage of the players that they've got. Because the biggest problem that you and I both saw early in the year was that they were playing a scheme, not players. And they weren't doing what needed to be done to put players in place to make plays. They were asking players to do stuff because the steam, the scheme dictated that a strong safety should play in a certain way, even though you've got a strong safety who doesn't do those things well and does other things exceedingly well. And they didn't play to the strengths of the player. And when Pete Carroll first came into the league, that was who he was. He was well, the guy they that, that they have gotten away
0: from as well. What we talked about, touched upon last week was the identity of the, of the team itself, the identity of the defense, the identity of the offense. Yeah. You know, we've always associated Pete Carroll and his identity on offense being physical being a run team it's not always about running 75 percent of the time it's about dominating when you do run
1: it's about dominating the line of scrimmage and yes. they don't they get dominated on the line of scrimmage, right right and that's so what's happening to me that
0: time. that would need to change the yep. same goes on mm-hmm. the defensive side you've got to dominate that um, that's, that front four
1: when it comes to the, on offense, I, I'm absolutely going to agree because I think Pete Carroll did what needed to be done on the offensive side of the ball this last year. He brought in fresh eyes, he brought in fresh ideas. He's got a scheme that has evolved. I agree, and, Keith. I and do. if they weren't if they weren't getting dominated up front on every single, they just don't play, have the
0: personnel to run what they want to run.
1: Yeah, they they just don't. They're getting dominated. Which up front.
0: I which I have to say is a critical mistake by this. Team by this office mm-hmm. by I, John Schneider, that just underestimated the the need to improve that area of the. Team. I mean
1: they 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 went and got Gabe Jackson, which has they
0: re, they went and re-signed Chris Carson, Keith, and and he hasn't um, started time, more I'm than twelve games. I'm in talking about up season. front. I know that you front. are, but I'm but it's a combination.
1: Yeah, I mean okay. Chris Carson is the type of runner that you it want. It is the type of runner, but it, he's he unavailable, so. the
0: best ability is availability and you know that and I know that and the team should know that too and, and they, they do, don't.
1: And they do know that and that is why yeah, and Alex Penny was Collins the backup around well, and that's also why Alex Collins is around. That's why they drafted DJ Dallas last year. They know they need backs. They want guys of a certain type that are physical, but Chris Carson is a tone setter. He's a yeah, physical no, back. You and power I are see it the and same way. Is, we just differ a little bit on the personnel. I I, I don't mind that they re upped Chris Carson um, and it didn't work. It hasn't worked out completely because he got hurt. The problem that I have is up front in front of both of them him and you know, Carson and Wilson is that the offensive line is crap. And yeah, and well, they certainly
0: made some mistakes. There's the no,
1: there, there's been no running lanes for Alex Collins whatsoever. He's getting hit before he gets to the line, almost every run. That's why they averaged 1.8 yards per rush. um In this last game against a team that's not even that good. Um And so they're not getting any push. They're not doing anything in the, in the running game uh, and they can't pass block to save their lives. So, um, I mean, that was really the problem. They, you know, Dwayne Brown is a shell of who, who he used to be and he used to be fantastic. And actually he had a pretty dang good la- year last year. In um, fact, but, he
0: had a pretty good game against Washington. He was, you know, he did.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean he has been, but in other games of this season, he's been terrible. And yes. that's not something that you would have ever said about Dwayne Brown. And not season.
0: injury oriented either, just terrible, just based just, on the just, fact that he got trucked because he can't get, he doesn't have the, the sidestep speed enough to get. Yeah, to the edge. he's
1: because he's old. And, and I'm sorry, it's, it, but there's a reason why the Seahawks, despite Russ wanting Brown signed and Brown mm-hmm. wanting a new contract and other I don't, I, John Snyder did right. I do by agree not, with that. By not Absolutely. giving in and giving Brown a big deal. because. But they play- also
0: did wrong by not bringing in Creed Humphrey. So, I mean, that's a while. Yeah.
1: No, and I, I'm with <laughs> you on that. Like, drafting Creed Humphrey. I mean, Creed Humphrey was terrible like the first they But they, but they drafted but Lewis. But they waited until the
0: third or fourth round to draft Lewis. They didn't Lewis, draft a center. They had a center that was right in their laps. They went and out and was, got Gabe Jackson. That's a great trade. I like Gabe yeah. Jackson.
1: Lewis has been great. Um, yeah. He's been hurt this year and has his, his and play they moved has fallen him. off. But moving him didn't matter. He was fine until he
0: started getting. Hurt. But it does matter in the way that the continuity overall changes and the dynamics change. And the, you know, and Shell lost his buddy next to him on the left side, so now he's got Jackson, which is fine. Shell and Jackson seem to be a nice pairing for the most part. Shell's kind of
1: if. Shell's, I, Shell's I, not. Uh, Shell's not. Not. They good. probably
0: aren't going to re-sign him, but I guarantee you, if he comes back for like three, three and a half million, I bet you they sign him again. Just because if, they need to have somebody yeah, there, something. that because they've got three new offensive linemen, if they just had Shell oh, and two other premier kind of starters, that offensive line probably would be okay.
1: I mean, we would be having. I think we'd be having a different conversation if they had gone inside and drafted Creed Humphrey, which they I do have too. Done. I because really now do. you've got now you've got your interior of your of your line. You got two guys that are. Um, young, really physical, um, good players that are growing into becoming great players next to um, Gabe Jackson, who's been a pro bowler and um, is a been a great player. He's had like one off game this year. Um, He's pretty much the only offensive lineman that has done anything of note for Seattle um, this year, other than get bowled over. Uh, And so, you know, just looking at you know, at, at that, if they, it, I think we'd be having a different conversation because we were be like, okay, so shell's not the guy on the right. And Dwayne Brown is, is deteriorated. So you need new tackles, but now you need two new tackles and a center. That's it. Plus you, you know, you look at Lewis, who's having an, kind of a rough year because of injury. And you're like, do you have anyone on your offensive line? Um, and I think that's the problem is that they don't have anyone on their offensive line other than Jackson. And so Wilson's getting killed. And that's what's killing the offense. Um, you know, but if you, if yeah. they drafted Humphrey and they had, okay, Lewis would still be playing, you know, poor because of the injuries, but they would at least have three guys that they can depend on next year. I just think the perception of the offensive line is drastically different. Instead, they chose to, to draft Eskridge. And I kind of, Get that they really liked his skill set, and then they knew that um, the depth chart at wide receiver was an issue because they only had two guys, and maybe Freddie Swain, um, and they wanted a fourth receiver they could count on. But it cost you the opportunity of having an anchor in the middle yes. of your offensive line for the next decade, and that to me is a mistake. Go win in the trenches before you win on the outside. Okay. And so lesson
0: learned. Let's assume that they they do that um so that seems to be the formula on the on the offense repair the offensive line get a running back you know starting running back Chris Carson will be back but you can't depend on Chris I mean he can start the year for you but it's proven over you know three years in a row that he can't finish
1: will he be back
0: and now a word from our sponsor DraftKings Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so defense...
1: You're not. you're not going to answer that question. No, because
0: I, I don't know. I yeah, he's under contract, but that doesn't mean anything. It depends on what they do in the offseason. the neck you know, injuries, if they really do different. throw everything that they have at the problems, Chris Carson won't be back because Chris Carson is a
1: problem. See, I and think it's not that... because
0: of the running style. I love Chris Carson when he's, but he hasn't been that guy, not this year only a couple games last year. He's a memory. Now it's time to move forward with a guy that actually is available for 14 to 16 games, 17 games. That's so going it, to truck people from the beginning to the end of the season and be available and in the playoffs. You're not, refer,
1: you're not referring to Adrian Peterson, who the Seahawks signed to the practice squad today for reasons I'm AKA Adrian James.
0: Yeah. This <laughs> the Seahawks are are reaching way back and, and I'm not exactly sure. So here's here's the deal with the with the current season. Let's let's skip the defensive part of the discussion because we're going to have plenty of time to talk about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The uh the game coming up, the 49ers come into town. Uh the Seahawks are 3-8. They're not technically mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So I do expect
1: There's Seattle- only Seattle. F- there's only five or six good teams in the NFC. And then there's a whole bunch of teams from Seattle all the way up through um, the saints that are just not very good. Yeah. And so competing for that seventh um, really. Yeah. Cause there's six. So really that seventh spot, because I would put um, probably the Vikings in there um, as a team, that's probably going to get, get a spot, but you're looking at all those teams competing for one spot and none of them are any good. So is it possible for the Seahawks to make a run and, and well, get up there? Sure, because none of those teams are going to run away with that spot.
0: And I would have had a better conversation had we pulled out that win in Washington because um, this would have had more meaning. But, um, you know, they just need to lose one more time and they're mathematically done. They're currently 15th overall mm-hmm. in the NFC. Out of,
1: out of 16 teams.
0: The only other team is Detroit. Mm-hmm. That's worse right now than Seattle. Ugh, it's hard to even say that out loud Miami um, has
1: more wins than seattle
0: so what i was going to say though is is um seattle's still going to do everything they can to win like and they should because that's the mentality you want to have on your team that that's a pete carroll thing that's a russell wilson thing these guys are not going to give up um and and if they happen to lose this week um then you start talking about some of the things that we've been talking about looking at players trying to evaluate your roster all that
1: kind of stuff so so let's go back to the last time these two teams played because seattle won and they won handily and they were clearly the better team yeah and they know how
0: to defense jimmy garoppolo
1: do you feel that they're clearly the better team right now going into this game seattle yeah no no on the field, I do not, no. on the field when they played, the Seattle was clearly the better team. Yeah,
0: no, Seattle owns quote unquote the 49ers, like the 49ers own the you know the Rams, the Rams. and the Rams
1: own Seattle.
0: Right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where I think these two teams just kind of whatever. And and the 49ers in the last well, since Harbaugh left, just have not been a great team at all in uh Seattle. Um, so, you know, if I was a 49er fan and I was, uh, uh, you know, paying attention to the team, I would say, yeah, I think my 49ers are going to win, but I'm not really confident about it.
1: See, I think that when we watched the team, when we watched the game, the Seahawks were Easily the yeah. better team. They were the yeah. better team. And, and, it, better. and it
0: seemed like we were going to ascend into a yeah. nice season. And, that was going to just be great. And it just fell and, off
1: the rails after that. Yeah. And, and going into this game, I'm sorry, the CX are not the better team. San Francisco is playing better football. And they're doing so with a really mediocre quarterback and no running. Played but they well move, last week. They had to move their best wide receiver to running back. Because they don't have any running backs. Um, and you know, they've got a defense that is got nice talent in places and then is just uh, you know, desert um, well their second
0: their secondary has been their weakness. Um they're they're surrendering a quarterback rating on the year of fifty or excuse me, ninety-five point eight, ranking twenty-third and twenty-fourth in completion completion percentage allowed. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know, Jimmy Bosa, or excuse me, not Jimmy, uh, Nick Bosa is is having a nice season. He's got 11 sacks total. He's got a, a sack plus in four out of the last five games. So you've got to pay attention to him. Um, they're not, they don't give up big plays. So their secondary, like I said, is kind of gives up a lot of throws overall, but they don't give up big plays. Their seven yards um, per attempt is, I think, fifth no eighth in the nfl and uh 10.5 yards um per completion is is ranked eighth so the the advantage that seattle has though is is um samuel's out in this game it looks like with a strained groin um and and our and our run defense is is really good so they have elijah mitchell it's well, not come really. On for them? It's
1: not really good.
0: It's but we're allowing three point okay. nine yards per carry, which is second in the NFL. Keith, here's the problem: we're allowing one hundred twenty four point nine yards per game, which is twenty fourth overall. So, mm-hmm. three point nine yards per carry average is second, twenty fourth overall in yards.
1: What does that tell you?
0: That tells me that we're broken.
1: <laughs> what that? What that? What that tells you is that one teams are ahead of Seattle and running the ball because they can run at the clock 2 they're being, that's effect- very true. They're being effective at throwing on first and first down. And they're bringing up a lot of third and twos, third and ones so they can run the ball and get the first and keep drives going. Yes, they are. Yes, exactly. You don't have, they don't, I mean, yeah, the Seahawks are second best in yards per play but they're getting so many opportunities to run the ball because of game script. and because Washington six, ran 80 some odd plays in, in the game against Seattle. Yeah. And we ran
0: 43.
1: And be, the defense kept giving up long drive after long drive. How many 13, 14, 18 play drives has this team given up this year? The answer is at least one in every single game and most games it's been three or four. Yes. Yes. I mean that yeah, you keep, a
0: lot of times we're
1: we only have one that.
0: drive a quarter,
1: yeah, and, and it's the,
0: usually three and
1: out. In this last game, there <laughs> were there were there were two two drives in the entire game. There was the one that put Seattle up seven three, and the one at the end of the game that gave Seattle a chance to win. Um, and then and, and, and
0: everyone's complaining about how many you know targets DK Metcalf has. Well, who cares? At yeah. this point, that's the that's only one of several things
1: that's broken. There's a lot of things <laughs> that's broken, and most and most of the things that are broken um, on defense. The biggest thing that's broken is they can't get to the quarterback. Um, and on offense, what's broken is they can't block anyone. Well, they're losing in the trenches. They're losing yes, on offense right. and defensive line. That's you and where I are,
0: see it exactly the same way.
1: The reason why the Seahawks are number two in um, yards per play against the run is because their linebackers uh, have been really good. Brooks is playing at a really high level, mm-hmm. and Bobby Wagner is going to lead the NFL in tackles again. Yeah, and Daryl Hayler's uh, been great on the edge. Yeah, and so I mean, he's not putting up the stats, but the strong side linebacker in this scheme never puts up stats. But he's uh, right. as far he's as he's forcing
0: stuff inside, though too. He's
1: in which yeah, which is allowing. You know Wagner to come over and and make mm-hmm. that tackle. So um, as a group, I think they're the linebackers are playing well, but the the line isn't. Um, Al Woods, Monet, they're okay, but they're not. They're not. But special that's players. it. There's no rotation
0: and, depth there.
1: No, there's not because you got Puna Ford who is good but doesn't have and anything. And you've decided to, to
0: to to play you know Rasheem Green and Collier in that three tech rotation role. What's they're
1: just not. Mm-hmm. They're not they're, suited for it. They they're just are. They're five tech guys. You've got so many five techs. You're like, oh, we'll rotate them in, and they'll yes. help with our pass rush. And uh, Rasheem Green's done okay. He's you know actually played pretty well this year. Um, but Collier's been a waste of space when he has been active, and he's been a healthy scratch in more than half the games. Uh, they're getting nothing out of Dunlap. They're getting very little out of Carry Hider. Uh, and those are the guys that are supposed to be starting. Those are the guys that are supposed to be uh, leading this pass rush. And it hasn't been the only guys that have been productive as pass rushers have been Daryl Taylor and Alton Robinson. And they're yeah, both it's, being it's used. Been... They're both being used at strong side linebacker. I mean, Benson Mayoa, who they kept around and, and, and gave money to, despite no reason to do so whatsoever. Um, he has one sack on the year. He's supposed yeah, to be your, your situational pass rusher that, you know, only plays 25% of the snaps, but gets after the quarterback on third and long and puts up numbers and gets pressures. And he hasn't done that. Like all of the vets on the defensive line have disappointed every single one of them, with the exception of Puna Ford. On woods, you know, for the most part, I mean,
0: woods has stayed healthy and he's, He's been I guess.
1: There. I mean, you're right. He's he stayed healthy. He's been in there. He's done that. I guess maybe the expectation wasn't high for him, so you can't say he has. He's a,
0: he's kind of a run stuffer, and they've asked him to kind of play a little bit of three tech, which he's not suited for. And um Brian yeah. Monet has just kind of been a guy. I mean, he's been okay, but Brian Monet is not the guy. You know, he's, he's in, and he's and never gonna be he, the guy. He, right? He's
1: fine. He's fine as 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 a third rotational defensive tackle. I think yes. the team. I think the team needs to move him to nose tackle and let Puna Ford get after the quarterback from the three tech position more often. And that
0: just doesn't seem to be the way that the, the team's going to go, so even ex- next even next year. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what they get personnel wise because that's definitely going to be an area of focus. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, anything else? We didn't really do this game. No, sorry. because it's sorry, everybody. The, well, it's hard. It's, hard. it's hard to it's do the be games. Hard. It, they really don't matter.
1: Yeah, it's going to be hard to do that. I mean, we really look at it as 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 a, a way to evaluate Seattle. Now, it's not about winning games and trying to make a run or any of that. It's about right. how do what do we see from the roster? Do you have Is, do you have any hope the CX are going to win this game?
0: Well, do you have any hope the Seahawks are going to win any game? <laughs> I mean, the way that they play against anybody right now, it's like you've got to see those glimmers mm-hmm. of hope. Now, you saw a couple of plays. Where Russ was able to, you know, put some points on the board in this last game, but other than that, it's like yeah. there were there the two
1: a... the two scoring drives the the six play scoring drive um, at the beginning of the game and was it a five play scoring drive at the end yeah. of the game? Those two drives that looked like the offense
0: that did, but they still relied heavily on Russell Wilson to make which, those throws, which
1: they're, which they're going to because all the running yes. backs are hurt. But um, Adrian Peterson, man, come on anyways um but those those two drives are a glimmer of hope but between them between them there was a stretch of six straight three and outs
0: yeah so there was, i mean there were other there were other
1: drives in there do you but there have was a hope stretch
0: that they could win any of their remaining games not just this game yes like the lions are on the schedule there's you know they'll beat co- the lions a couple of games
1: the lions are bad the Lions, so, are, the Lions are the Lions are bad compared to bad teams. The Lions are bad compared to Jacksonville. They're bad compared to Houston. They're going to be bad compared to Seattle.
0: Here's what I would like to see. I'll just be you know just be completely honest. I would like them to kind of stick with their roster and just kind of let Russell Wilson play through this situation to see if he can somehow gain some traction again and get his confidence back and at least be on target again and have that functioning before the end of the season. I'd like to see the run game kind of go, even if it's from a couple of running backs who aren't even on our roster today that that would come in and maybe give us a little bit of a glimmer of hope. Um, Maybe have stone foresight take over at left tackle at some point, just to kind of see what we've got, or at least have two or three drives a game. Um, And, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about, I think, is just players having opportunities to kind of make an impact mm-hmm. so that we know in the offseason what we've got, what we can use, what we can count on, what we can't count on. So, need yep. let's get out of here. Let's do it. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at NW Seahawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. SeahawksPlaybook.com is our website find us on youtube and all your favorite podcast platforms and please subscribe that would be great so until next time go, go hawks. hawks Seahawks playbook podcast listeners thanks for joining us for another edition of the show you can find us on twitter bill is at nwseahawk keith is at MyersNFL, nfl and the show is at hawks playbook you can listen and subscribe to the show at seahawksplaybook.com